We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown for Annie Brown from Brownie Brown Town, the 14 Freezing the Silver Surfer Top Deck. And I'm joined through the wonders of the internet with Jack the Big Mac Berg and Void of Vision Frontman. Jack, how you doing, mate? How's your wrestling name holding up? <laughs> what, it's Big Mac Jack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it took a little bit of a jog there, but yeah, I'm doing very well. How are you? Good, man. Feeling very good. Night and day, just being announced. Uh, it's pretty exciting, man. Were you a medieval fan growing up or? Uh, kind of. Like, uh, I don't know if you classify Lord of the Rings as medieval. I do. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Absolutely. I was, um, I was wondering, like, if you, you know, not choosing members from your own band, if you had to select, like, four people to take into battle with you, who, who are you kind of going with? Has anyone come to mind? <laughs> Jeez. That is tough. I don't trust Thornhill from a bar of soap, so I wouldn't fucking bring them in. Um, oh, that is rough. Um, I would bring my own band. They're the only people oh. I trust. <laughs> God damn this industry, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and we, we are celebrating, of course, the release of The Lonely People, uh, which came yes. out what, was a week ago now. Oh, nearly 100,000 yeah. streams on Spotify. I think it might be ticking over probably tomorrow. I've been, I think I've got about 3,000 streams today, so I think you might be just about there. Um, <laughs> con- congratulations, man. It's, uh, it's awesome to get new music out, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been super sick. Like, I think we were all pretty blown away um, at Camp by the stats, like, from, yeah, like you said. And we were just stoked that people are receiving it so well. I think, like, people really like it when we go super heavy. So it was a bit <laughs> of a no-brainer anyway. <laughs> Is that Does that keep you away from doing melodic tracks? Right. Are you, like, are you holding on that new acoustic track for Void of Vision or are you just keeping that to Cherry at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping the acoustic stuff to Cherry, but... <laughs> There is some Bob stuff coming that is definitely shit we've never done before. So, yeah. That's um, cool. I'm very happy to be holding on to some surprises there, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, there is a fan, th- uh, fan theory going around on YouTube at the moment saying there is a Linkin Park reference to the song Given Up. Uh, is there yes. any truth to that? Absolutely. Yeah. I was hoping people... I'm, I was so stoked reading comments that people were picking up on it, to be honest, because yeah. I didn't know if people... When I wrote it... I didn't know if people were going to be like, oh, fucking ripping it off. Like, or they were actually appreciated for what it was. And it was actually a homage or a humble nod, I guess. Um, The whole song, I guess, thematically is about the struggles of mental health, of being uh, music and being in the music industry. And I guess like, especially now more than ever, it's um, important to reflect upon the more serious side of it. And I think like judging, I think that was the first moment um, as a musician when Chester Bennington passed that I was like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah, this is something like when it was someone that I'd obviously looked up to a lot as a kid and had seen it come full circle of all these times that he was putting out in his music of his struggles and such. It was really important to just be very aware of just the struggles everyone else is going through. And I think, yeah, the testament to the song of being kind of a call to arms for that and just being, especially being released around the time that it was with like, are you okay day, et cetera. And just having a bit of, I don't know, a bit of an introspective reflection of yeah. mental health of my friends and myself and just making sure everyone's there for each other in this time. And it's very much like, I think it calls back also to your kind of like hip hop roots as well. Kind of like that homage that, you know, a lot of, it kind of does get lost in sometimes in metalcore. As you say, you kind of, as soon as you say something that's a reference to something else in metalcore, a lot of times you're like, you're ripping it off. But as we know, in other genres, that's kind of the ultimate tip of the hat. Absolutely, dude. Like you said, in hip hop, like when that line drops and you're just listening and then it just makes you go like, 
yeah. that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It doesn't happen as much as metalcore. So yeah, I guess that's really cool to bring it across and like have a bit of that sort of stuff going on. And an underrated song as well, Given Up. I remember off Minutes to Midnight, of course, really cool album. Um, I remember that song kind of being one of the gateways to Linkin Park for me. I remember thinking rap was garbage and that album kind of changed me. But that 17 second scream, which I still can't hit to this day, is just <laughs> is the stuff of legends. Dude, that's what I mean. I swear I heard it on, I might be like absolutely imagining things here, but I swear I heard it on like Triple M back in the day, like maybe driving from school or something. And I was just like, holy shit, this is like <laughs> so heavy. And it really is, dude. Like yeah. it is such a heavy track for that timeline of Linkin Park in particular. Like, it's crazy. Especially for a timeline that people kind of look at as this was the turning. Like a lot of people say they fell off after this. And I'm like, mate, they, they still had bangers in the bank. Oh yeah, dude. That album actually rips. I revisited it not too long ago and I was like, oh my God, this is like track after track is just going on. Yeah. yeah. And with The Lonely People, it's not quite the uh, the Calvin Harris inspired metalcore like you promised me, but like, it seems like we're slowly <laughs> getting there. Uh, what, is, is that, are we saving that for later? Kind of the, uh, the more hard style route? Um, honestly, yes. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to give a whole lot away, but yeah, there is, yeah, there is a lot of stuff that I think people after listening to Redux would expect us to do is coming. It's just a very interesting layout and path that we've decided to operate with for these next few releases. So yeah, um, it's just going to be a bit of a road there, I guess. We're going to guide people there slowly. Has, has quarantine kind of pushed you to be more creative with your rollouts and with kind of the timing of everything? Because I remember when uh, quarantine hit, every no one wanted to release. Everyone was like, should we? Is there a reason to? And now people are being a bit more free, but I think it's gotten everyone to just have to be a little bit more creative. Dude, absolutely. I think that was the most important part of um, our sort of... Um, planning period how are we going to release this music are we going yeah. to just do another record and yeah we've made some pretty interesting choices that i once again like with the whole album of features like i can't really think of many other bands doing what we're doing and i'm excited to keep in that theme and i know our music isn't necessarily like stuff that other people aren't doing or whatever but the way that we can market it and sort of have people perceive it is absolutely in our hands so i really want to sort of push that whole power and yeah and it feels like you've gone like your image when you guys started you had all the baseball shirts which i've made my uh kind of reservations about in the past <laughs> but, but now we've uh what what what's the full uh 50 shades of gray series on blu-ray and what, what's going on here how, how did this kind of uh bdsm kind of era void come to be it's Rugrats all grown up, man. We're <laughs> fucking moving up. It's, it's happening. Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely like a whole lot of, we've been showing, I guess, at least with my stage gear, a bit of like um, inclination to that sort of side of things. But I think it's a whole like sense of um, being comfortable in your own skin again. And like through our time in lockdown, being a lot more introspective with not only our creative choices, but I guess how we want to be perceived and stuff. Um, I think once what uh, comes next music wise um, drops and the whole collection sort of um, forms, then people will understand a bit more why we're going with this angle of um, where, but yeah, it's going to be, I think a lot of fun um, for the next couple of um, months, even year um, to sort of branch out on our, not only uh, musical um, output, but also our how we look and I guess our performance in particular. It's going to be really cool for people to see our growth and what we've done in lockdown and spend our time on. 
is it funner to work on your image than the music? I feel like I, some, I, I assume at this stage, like working on the music can sometimes feel much more like a job than what maybe it used to when you first started. Image just looks like a lot of fun to, uh, to just to rock around, and see what works. It honestly is, dude. I fell in love with it over lockdown. It's just another side of things. Like to even like start pairing those two things up, like you get pretty carried away with the imagery and then you bring it back to the whole musical aspect and getting to mold everything. It's just kind of like, I know like it's, it's, weird as to call like yourself an artist when you're playing music but like really it is an art and I think in the core of stuff like you just need to portray it as such and yeah it's really cool to like really reflect on your on your piece I guess you would call it and yeah really like put it out how you want it and yeah where you want it and with the lonely people you like there are electronic elements kind of like kind of feeding through that song especially like kind of the underbelly it kind of is the rock of the song in many respects and a big part Absolutely. of, I guess, your electronic kind of, I don't know, outreach was the song Adrenaline on Hyper Days, which I love that track. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Was that a song that when you put out, did that get received well? Is that kind of a reason why you're moving down this route or is it just kind of this natural progression for the band? I think it comes down to natural progression. That one did get a lot of, it was really strange how that got received and like it's, um, when we started playing it live, it started getting received quite well too. Like just people just really enjoyed that differential part of the set where it yeah. just breaks into this whole different fusion of music that they're not necessarily there to see. And it kind of like swings at you from the left and takes you by surprise. And I think that's going to be a big part of the future of Void Division too. Like just really like capturing that surprise of things where they're not certainly meant to be, but feel just as home as they would in their own field of um, comfortability. Yeah. And uh, I, last time I spoke to you was earlier this year with the Redux album and kind of tying it back into Night and Day. There are a couple of bands who are playing who have done features on that uh, the Hyper Days Redux with Bobak and Jamie from Polaris and Justice for the Damned, respectively. Uh, look, I'm not going to try and um, like try and piece put two and two together, but is there any chance that we could get that? Is there any chance we can get that psychosocial cover right? <laughs> <laughs> Just as you were saying that, I was like, oh my god. They're totally going to be there. And then I thought, hold on, is the psychosocial line not going to be there? <laughs> and I've just clicked. We're missing one. Damn so unless he, unless he comes down for a bit of a hang, then who knows? <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of collaboration on the day. Like I think it's the whole spirit of um, the music industry kind of returning. It's the first kind of festival, I believe, that will be back if it goes ahead and hopefully it does. Um, it's going to be like a big celebration, I think. So we'll see features on things that I've even, aren't even meant to be featured on on that day. I think everyone will just be so excited to be performing with their mates again. So yeah, I'm really hoping that it's just a big party of collaboration. Yeah. And in 2019, you guys uh, did a tour and you guys played Hyper Days in full. Uh, talk about arrogance. Uh, at Night Day, <laughs> Hallians and the Getaway Plan will be playing albums in full, respectively. Uh, in general, what albums would you want to see played in full if you were to go to a show? What album kind of springs to mind? Oh God, that's a good question. Um, real quick, I was so stoked on the getaway plan thing. Yes. That um, I think they did it at Unify in 2018 maybe, and I missed it. And <laughs> I was so bummed. I'm like, fuck, it's, it's one I'm of my favorite ask, albums I'm not going up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, can't even remember, man. I just didn't go to that year. Oh, um, okay. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> and um, now they're doing that. So I'm super stoked. But albums in full, God, that is a, that is a brilliant question. Um, 
in our scene like as a whole or you can, just you can go anywhere i don't mind where you, you can go the the what was the album that you used to put on your rider for the uh, <laughs> the discman was it the chronic or yeah it was dr dre <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't think i'd like to see that in full i think i'd be so disappointed <laughs> um i would love honestly like i i fall back on this for like albums that i love to see um i mean i'd love to like is my favorite or whatever but i'd love to see um channel orange by frank ocean in full yeah. just because like i don't know man i know everything on that album front to back and i think those are the albums that you do want to experience live and just have those fond memories come back from a live point of view because when you're listening to it's um and coming a whole lot of memories are flooding back from that certain time of your life when the album came out i can even picture that live hearing it it would be the same thing except just amplified just yeah. a whole lot of dopamine <laughs> yeah well we're waiting on you frank ocean it's been it's been a long right. time since it's he's been dropped, a man. long time yeah, yeah. Should be a good year, but i think kendrick's about to drop too so that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah, very sick <laughs> but uh, we could talk for a long time on all this yeah, I reckon. <laughs> have you been listening to any any of the new hip-hop coming out these days or yes yeah i'm pretty stoked on the kanye record not gonna yeah. lie um yeah, the Drake one. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, I'm not a Drake guy, so I can't really comment. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but before we get out, man, um, look, I I know you can't say too much at this stage. Um, I know it's kind of a weird, always an annoying question. I'm sure for you to answer. But is there any information you can give about new music coming from Void of Vision or even Cherry? Because you guys are playing a show soon, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I which I hope goes ahead. Um, yeah, that Cherry EP, Safe in Your Sea, drops in, I think, nine days now. So, yeah, that'll be super stoked. Um, and then we've got more Vov coming out next month. So I won't say what or where, and I'll leave it at that, I reckon. But, yeah, Absolutely. people can keep their eyes peeled and be very excited to see the future of that. Awesome, man. Jack the Big Mac Bergen, uh, Void of Vision. Go stream the lonely people right now. Get it past that 100,000 if it's not there already. And, uh, Jack, as always, anything you want to say before you get out? Um, I guess, yeah, once, once stuff does come back, please, please make sure that you come to it because it's going to be a very, very long road ahead, uh, getting everything back to normal and the sooner it does, the better for all. So yeah. <laughs> we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. Backbone Takeover, my name is Nick Brown, Franny Brown, Franny Brown Town, the 14th reason, the Silver Surfer, Top Deck, and joining me through the screen is Boback from Justice, from the Dam. Boback, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Good, good. Justice for the Dam. Sorry to correct you there. No, what did I say? <laughs> from <laughs> damn it <laughs> i'm already off to a good start yeah. uh, obviously justice for the dead are playing night and day festival over new year's uh exciting stuff man yeah thank you so much i'm keen as fuck you also got the european tour with diet is murder which is pretty crazy not the first time you've been over with diet is murder um yeah. how does that kind of, how do you link up with a band like that and i guess like that's a, that must be a pretty cool relationship to have well, actually, it was at a festival like Nine Day. It was at Unify 2017 or something. 17? 17, I think 17. Yeah. And um, yeah, we played it. They played it too. Uh, I don't know if they watched it or like watched us. We definitely watched them. Um, but uh, one of the people from Grayscale Records um, sent them our record. And then they were like, we really like it. Um, do you want to um, take them on tour? Um, we'll see how we go. They have like a really like, like really good method of um cutting out the fat like they'll yeah. just they'll be like all right we're just going to put you on a tour if you fuck up you're gone if you're good you're staying yeah and obviously they were good you haven't fucked up yet <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we're, we're, green light. 
I want to talk about uh, pain is power uh, for a moment. That's yeah. all right. Like I, I, we're a bit over a year removed from that. Unfortunately, you guys haven't had a chance to like tour the whole country as if yet. I think you played a few hometown shows and that might be it. Yeah, and Brisbane. And, and Brisbane. Everything except um, Melbourne and Adelaide. Except for me. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a year removed, man. How do you look at that record? Have any opinions changed? Do you look at the record differently now? I love it. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I don't, nothing really like negative, yeah. but whenever you like release something as time goes on, when you look at it like emotionless, like once, once your personal hype has died down and you can really look at something, um, you, you look at it and you're like, okay, so what do you want to do next? Yeah. You know what I, I mean? It's like, yeah. And it's a body of work as well, which I really love. I think it was like our first, I think our fourth album of the year um, last year, which we gave it, I think we gave it crazy ratings. I think it was the only one that hit over nine, nine out of 10. So handy stuff there. Um, and I really love the back end of that one, but I want to ask you, do you Thank still you. have a deep rooted hatred for the reverse snare in songs like you used to? Yes. No reverse, <laughs> no reverse snares ever. No. Where does that stem from? Is that just a scene thing? Or I think it was, I think it was um, when we were like, like, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old. Um, we, an old member, Zach, Zach Tom, we were in the studio and I think I used to like them. And then he was like, they're, I don't know, sorry. I don't think I, I don't know if I used to like them, but I was very indifferent. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think another member in the band um, liked them. And then when we did the EP, the slave EP, we, wanted to pull like two or three we brought it down to one yeah you know what i mean because zach was like no and then i was like i'm a bit indifferent like i don't really like like i don't really yeah you know what i mean i didn't really like no at the time and then from that point onwards i realized that they're the worst thing in the world <laughs> so then yeah so i just don't i just don't fucking reverse those but i like snare bombs Okay. <laughs> because you can do them live, like without, without them sounding fucked, but like nothing's worse than like going to see a show and like the, the band, especially when they're not the headline band, you know yeah. what I mean? They, they got like the in-house front of house or like their front of house just like is, is like stressing and they got clicks and all this stuff, bro. And then all of a sudden he like, do that is tragic man tragic just just scrap the backing bro. scrap it scrap it what was a better moment for you man playing with parkway drive or sam carter sharing drag through the dirt on his uh instagram story fuck that's a um that's a great question i would say that bro i don't know like <laughs> sam's like absolute legend he like he he really like um pays attention to what we do or well, not like i'm not saying he pays attention like he's fucking like messaging us every day and shit but i mean like he you know he likes our stuff he like comments on stuff and he's like in the know and so i really like i, I think that's like super cool yeah uh, the only thing is is like i feel like i'd be un-australian if i said that like <laughs> you know what i mean like you can't i can't i actually watched the docker the other day i was showing my missus like the doco she's yep. like a like a normie she's like not really like into like all this stuff and i was like this the, the, like this like this this is the bible yeah absolutely you know, like, this, like, like you can't like like this is it like you watch this and then when you're 14 you start a band and then you start touring like, that's it that's it that's the blueprint 
That's just literally the That's they've it. done three documentaries and all of them are just like new editions of the Bible, aren't they? Like you have to have them. Like yeah, if they, I don't know if there's Blu-ray versions, but we've so got to have them. It's crazy. So like, I don't know. I have to. I have to pay homage to that. Yeah. I can never ever look away from that. Yeah. What I what I love about Justice is that your merch is always so on point. It always feels yeah. like you're you're deliberately doing it. I guess maybe more for yourselves than for the people. It just mm-hmm. it looks. Is that kind of it? Do you want to just wear something comfy that has your name on it, or what? Well, what it, what, how it started out was like I just so sick of seeing shit merch. Yep. Like I was just so sick of it. I was like, what? Like surely, like someone's got to pay a little bit more attention, just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it, like I didn't do a lot. We didn't do like at the beginning. We didn't do like like the stuff that we do now you know what i mean like we were just doing things that were just a little bit better and people were like oh like you guys are like you know this is so cool and i'm like oh okay and then and then just went from there and uh, do you have a favorite piece of merch you've done over the years because i i quite like the 1-800 justice long sleeves those were oh, very cool back we saw like 250 of those that was <laughs> that's mad dude is that, uh, are they your favorites my favorite no <laughs> my favorite item is the portable charger <laughs> Wait, I have one. I have one. Is this you just doing audio recording? Yeah, right? yeah, just audio. I'll show you. I'll show you. I sampled. So, like, whenever like I get stuff, I sample them. So, yeah. like, I don't just like because that's not how consumerism works. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna see something, think it's good, and then um like print it in bulk and then sell it. Like, you got to receive the item. You got to test it out. You got to make sure it works, and then and then you know then you start selling it. You know what I mean? And um, I had this charger. Obviously, people like listening can't see, and it's a wireless ten thousand whatever charger, yeah. and bro, it is so good. <laughs> it, it, dude, like, like if you play Pokemon Go or something, or if you're like, I don't know, use your phone, heat your phone's fuck. This charger is a miracle. That's it, mad. So, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was going through some of like your Justice old tours and that, and I, I'm always fascinated to look at old like you know kind of the bands you played with and see where they are now. And I saw um a tour it was the Guilt and the Grief one with you, obviously Polaris and mm-hmm. Ival, and it was just like when you look back at a tour like that, do you know you're kind of I don't want to say in the midst of something special, but like you you know you're surrounded by these just amazing musicians. Like how's that feel like looking back? Oh, it's like it's always so motivating. It's mm. inspiring. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I had to answer that question, like shortly, like this, I feel like that's, I, I don't really have any words to describe it really. It's like that feeling, you know what I mean? It's like, you look back and you're like, ah, oh, like that, like, fuck yeah. Like, let's do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's so cool. Like I'm so proud of myself and like ourself and everyone like within now, like entourage and, you know, and then it's, it's, it's inspiring, you know what I mean? To take it in and then build it up and then project it back out. And another one that I really loved was um, you did a co-headliner with Countdown to Armageddon, which I think mm-hmm. your drummer Chaz might have been playing in at the time. Yeah, so Ch- that's how we met Chaz. Yeah. Chaz was playing um, in Countdown at the time. At, yeah. And that's really funny because you played a show. I can't remember where it was in Melbourne. Uh, might have even been Wrangler. And funny enough, I played in a band back then and my band opened that show. And I remember sticking, oh. a- sticking around. And I remember going, man, these these fucking headliners are heavy as shit. Like we were playing basically like a Rage Against Machine cover band, so we, yeah, were, just right, doing, right, right. Like, we were just doing like <laughs> rap rock at the time, and we just kind of saw you guys like, holy fucking shit! Is that um? I guess like you guys have played so many shows and played with so many bands, man. Looking doing a bit of research, you guys have played with fucking everyone. If you Dude. could bring back a local band, is there one that comes to mind? Like one that kind of you grew up with playing? Oh, Graves, yeah, Graves and um and Hearts Like Wolves. Woo. 
Is great. Do you reckon Graves are ever going to come back, man? They, everyone says like I remember a couple of years ago there was hype about them coming back, but it just never came to. I don't know. Like they like all of the members that like like at least the ones that I know like on a little bit deeper than surface level, they they all have like quite significant personal lives. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Each and- of their own, you know. Like some things just you know you 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 think you want to do something and then you you get to it and then you realize you're like ah. Oh. When uh, with uh, a night and day coming up, New Year's, of course, Hallians mm. and the Getaway Plan are playing albums in full, which is a pretty mm. crazy thing. I guess for you, man, if you were to pick an album to, I guess, watch live in full, what would it be? Is there any albums that kind of come to mind? Well, since you said um, Hellions, um, you've kind of made my brain get a little <laughs> bit biased here, but I would say that I guess The Bride. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. That's a crazy one. I like that. It's been a while. Fuck, that EP was mad. That was a good one. Uh, and also, man, like, I guess with New Justice coming through, just before I let you go, like, yeah. is there is there anything on the horizon, man? Like, is there any information you can give? Like, how how has quarantine been for the Justice camp? Well, um, we're always writing. You know what I mean? So, like, the the answer, like, you know, when someone says, like, oh, are you recording and, like, releasing? It's like, the answer is yes. You know what I mean? But, like, it's because we're always doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's always happening. Like, it's always that's what we love doing you know what i mean like we love that's like yeah so we love we love playing we like writing music and then playing shows you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> so like yeah there is there is stuff but the thing is is um uh, a lot of the recording got put on halt when new south wales went into like the super strict lockdown like it's we've been in lockdown for like what three four like four i don't even know anymore yeah but, and it's like yeah like this stuff has just been put on halt and obviously, you with you guys going over back to to Europe. Have you guys actually been, had a chance to go to America yet, or is that you guys have just been to? No, Europe we have well? plans to. It was actually really funny you say that. When um, let's okay, if just for example's sake, let's say that the pandemic started and the whole you're back back in 2020, um, the whole world stopped at like, I don't know, March the sixth. Yeah. On like March the second, we just um assigned with a u.s agent oh there you go fucking hell and, yeah you know, <laughs> it's like, like yeah it's like hey nice to meet you yep 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 like everything's all good yep like throughout the year like we'll, like in the next week or two or like you know you know we're looking for offers or like anything you know reaching out and so on and so forth and then yeah oh, <laughs> and like three four days later it was like <laughs> yeah the, the entire world is just shut down and then here yeah. we are now you know what i mean it's like yeah. But they're like, that is the plan because, you know, they have like 330 million population and we have like 27, 26. Yeah. yeah. And you can play about a hundred different shows over exactly. there. <laughs> like, do the, um, the, the dudes in Knock Loose were telling me that I think it was them or maybe it was Stick to Your Guns or something. They did 55 shows in a row. Fuck. In a row. No days off. Yeah. Oh, maybe like one or two. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. And we were just like, fuck, like that's un- like, you can't do that here. Yeah. Oh, no way. Like, I remember back in the day, even like, you know, the old Parkway shows and that, like, mm-hmm. they used to do the, the runs down the exactly. East Coast, but I don't know how many shows they're actually doing for those. That'd be like 30, 20, yeah. 40, which is well. still a lot. But it's still a lot. Fuck, that's fuck. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But like, do you reckon your, your voice would be able to handle uh, 50 shows? I don't, I don't know. The most I've done is like uh, 19 in a row. Yeah. And somewhere at the 14 mark, I, I would. <laughs> I was wrong. But I felt but then but then like from like 16, 17, 18, I was good. But just yeah. at like 14, 15, I wasn't good. Nah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I'll I'll let you go, man. Uh yeah, Justice man. for the Dam playing night and day over New Year's and going over, over tour with 
Dieter's Murder. It's also King 810, Malevolence. And there might be one other band in there. Alluvial. Alluvial as well. So uh, anything you want to say before you get out, man? Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, hope to see you in nine days.